Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And Austin is finally back this week. Um, finally, after, I missed, missed one week. After teaching the youth. Um, how, was, uh, how was that, by the way? I don't think I asked you about that. It's good. I told, I told some kids not to go to law school. It was a good time. Then I went nice. out and got beers with some of my professors from back in the day. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. Great. It's a very sound advice. Did you, what'd you tell them to do? Just skip college altogether? Go be a mechanic? Drop out of school and invent Apple. That's what I told them all. Uh, smart. They, what, what about Microsoft? They didn't take me very seriously. Um, no, I think a- Apple's better. I'd rather have Apple. It's a fruit and a company. You can't that's, beat that. It's a good point. It's yeah. a good point. Apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, week eight uh, in the books here. Uh, we do have some some pretty hefty news segments here. So I uh, figure we just dive right into that. Sure. All let's right. do it, boss. You're Sounds running the show. Good. But first. Just, just here for the ride. <laughs> but first, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, along with a ton of other great pods, including the True North Fantasy Podcast, the Play to Win Podcast, Dynasty Happy Hour, Injury Prone Podcast with Dr. Edwin Porrest, Dynasty Vipers, The Smoke Show, Uh, the newcomer to the group, the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, and the Fantasy Points Podcast. You can follow all of them on Twitter at Fantasy Points Live or check out the Friday Drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. Um, So first story we'll start off with here, and we won't go real in-depth with this because uh, you and Felix did an emergency podcast about this uh, to discuss all of the details about this, some of the legal ramifications, this incident here um i'll just kick this one over to you here you can just kind of briefly sum up your thoughts real quick yeah we did a quick pod on the henry rugg story guys uh if you i mean i would assume if you're listening to this podcast you've almost certainly heard about that story so i'm not going to necessarily rehash all of the details uh we recorded it um when did that happen was it tuesday night I believe so. Okay, yeah. So the, the news broke Tuesday. We recorded that podcast Tuesday night. We didn't have all of the facts yet, but basically Felix and I sat there and said, you know, they're charging him um, with a, a DUI um, that resulted in death. And we basically said he's screwed if he was drunk. That was kind of the big question mark that we did not have that information when we recorded. Since then, found out not only was he uh, over double the legal limit, um, but he was also driving at the time of the accident uh, about 156 miles per hour, I believe was was the uh, the number that was given. Um, so kind of a double whammy there for him. The Raiders cut him that night. I think they already had that information ahead of time because uh, I can remember thinking, wow, they, they cut him really fast without like, <laughs> any information. I think they already knew. That broke the next morning, obviously, and now we know that you know this woman was alive in the car while it was burning. The dog that was in the car also died. I mean, it's just like you think the story could not get any more horrible, and then another piece of news would break, and you're just like, oh, come on. So that's really all there is there. Henry Ruggs, it's a two two to twenty year sentence. He's it, there's no wiggle room. He has to do at least two years. There's no probation. There's no suspended sentence. He will be doing at least two years. And honestly, with all these factors against him, I would suspect that he does more than that. I would say if he doesn't do five years, at least he's gotten off very, very lucky. And I know that, you know, within the context of that, that, that sentencing, I know killing somebody and only getting five years, you know what I mean? Yes. yes. So, 
Um, we'll, we will see. I, I don't think he ever plays NFL football again, guys. Um, drop him if you have him. Uh, just unfortunate for everybody with the story. And Derek Carr, I, I felt for him as he was talking yesterday. Yeah, he um, he, he's had to handle a lot uh, this offseason. The, the John Gruden stuff and the Henry Ruggs news here. And I think he has handled both of those situations very, very well. Um, you know, famously said about John Gruden, hate the man or hate the sin. Don't hate the man. Um, you know, and with this stuff with Henry Ruggs, he said, you know, it's obviously horrible, but you know, Henry Ruggs needs love at a time like this. Um, so he's handled these things very, very well. You definitely have to feel for the entire Raiders organization, uh, for everything that they're going through right now. Um, I feel like that's, Part of the Gruden news is partially why they did not waste any time cutting Henry Ruggs. They did not need another incident like this. They didn't once they had those details that you mentioned, they just they were like, all right, this is this is it. Um, because he probably will never play football again. Like you said, you know, even five years, which is be on the light side, at that point he's out of football for five years. Uh, you know, how many people are taking a chance on him at that point? So, yeah, he, he's done. It's unfortunate because, um, I mean, we right. we were drawing parallels when we were talking You know, Dante Stallworth had this happen, but there were a ton of mitigating circumstances uh, with his case. He served like 30 days. This is just a complete it's a completely different set of facts. Uh, doesn't sound like there's too many mitigating factors and um, Nevada law uh, a bit more harsh uh, and probably for good reason. So. Um, right. So, yeah, that all of that situation is done. If you want the podcast in full version, it's about 20 minutes. Uh, go ahead and listen to that. Right. And uh, yeah, I remember it was definitely Tuesday night because you and Felix dropped that pod. Uh, you were recording that at the same time Matt and I were recording uh, his uh, pod on um, Debbie Wire on uh, the 32 bit podcast. Yeah. Uh, but we'll move into other news here. Um, we got Christian McCaffrey back at practice this week. Uh, I believe he got two days in. I believe he got in Wednesday and Thursday here looking like he should be able to suit up this weekend is he back to rb1 not the rb1 but just rb1 status for you immediately here or taking maybe like a, a wait and see approach do you think he definitely suits up this weekend i think it's more likely he suits up than not from every, i mean he's been okay. practicing i haven't been reading that much into it i kind of was working under the assumption that he just wasn't really going to play this week and they were kind of shooting for week 10 um but i like that's just kind of what i can remember piecing together um over the past few days i didn't really look into it um yeah i think you have to and that whole offense is a little bit different with him there and by different i mean significantly better um because i mean I, I think you know we figured out by now and no offense to him like i i actually like i said all offseason like i don't think chuba hubbard's very good but i actually ended up with and i said and I, brevin jordan's another guy that was like this where i was like i don't think they're good I ended up drafting a lot of them because the value is just so good in drafts. Like I got, a, I got him in like the last pick of the second round, early third round, a ton um, as kind of the backup there. And he really underperformed compared to what a lot of the other backup running backs there have done over the past five or so years. Like yeah. I like, I was just, and I was like, this dude's putting up like 13 points a game. Like uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike the, Davis. <laughs> Mike Davis was great. D'Angelo Williams was great. Like they, they've, they've had some backs there, Jonathan uh, Stewart or whatever, like they, whatever back they've rolled in there. And he's been the worst of them. So that should tell you all you need to know about Chupa Hubbard. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to welcome CMC back. DJ Moore is going to be very happy. He's back. Yes. Um, I just, I found a tweet here um, from yesterday by Steve Reed, AP. 
I'm assuming he's from the Associated Press. I don't know. I haven't clicked into his profile. Uh, but he said that uh, Rule said they are in. He's starting to rev him up. Him being McCaffrey. Bottom line is he's not sure if McCaffrey will play Sunday. So it sounds like it is still questionable, truly questionable. Um, definitely the, something to monitor. Where's the probable tag when you need it? Why did they ever get rid of the probable tag? I don't know. Because we want to make least, life suck for everybody. At least they have tags. At least they have some tags, and you don't have Rashad White just sitting out for no reason. Can't wait till we get some legit tags for college football. Yes. Fuck fucking Rashad White. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Uh, but if he's if CMC's back, you obviously fire him up here. Um, but definitely something to monitor. Somebody who is definitely out this week, uh, Aaron Rodgers, out with, uh, he tested positive for COVID. Look, I mean, we I don't think we need to really dive into the whole COVID vaccination debate here on the pod. I don't think that's why people are listening. Um, I'm just going to take a stab in the dark. I think, I don't think they're listening for our political takes. What about, but, my, do- what about my doctor takes? Um, you Are you a doctor? I have a stethoscope around here somewhere. Where the fuck did that go? Uh, yeah, yeah, th- that checks out. Oh, I'm, got sitting the doctor. On it. I'm sitting on it, my bad. <clears throat> Real okay. to you, book? Okay, here we go. Here we go. It's doctor time. I put in my, my Cisco. <laughs> um, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers out this week, test positive for COVID. He is definitely out this week. And by the protocol, I believe the earliest day he would be able to return would be on Saturday the 13th. I believe it's a 10-day. Uh, I believe I saw it was a 10-day. He used to sit out for 10 days here. So, Next week, looking like it's potentially in doubt here as well. Um, obviously, I don't think this really impacts him too much the rest of the year, other than that we now know he is immunized. Immunized? immunized? He just um, had somebody cough in his face. You know that's what he meant. What a fucking <laughs> asshole. Uh, he, we know, other than that we know he is immunized, so he is potentially susceptible to another positive test at some point, likely you know, more susceptible than your average bear. Uh, but what about Jordan Love? What are we thinking his outlook is here this week? I'm starting him in a league this week, and I don't have to. Oh, like I have another option. Who's the um, other option? Sam Darnold. Okay. It, I didn't say it was a good option, but it's, no, a, that's it's an option. That's so um, I don't like I don't think that much of him at all. I was I'm very much on the record of saying when he came out that senior year, he was just, he was shit. He was terrible. I, I cannot believe that a quarterback that, that he went in the first round at all and that he wouldn't have like, that's the thing. Like I keep having this Carson strong debate with people. And I'm like, well, like I, a smart franchise is not going to take him in the first round. If somebody's going to do it, it's going to be a stupid team. And that's how I feel. I felt about Jordan love and a stupid team made a stupid decision and traded up to get him. And like to not even play him for two years or three years or whatever the fuck they're going to do. I mean, just <laughs> amazing, amazing stupidity. Um, hey, it worked for Aaron Rodgers for them, apparently. Um, so like, I don't like, I don't think this is that great of a. Everyone's saying like, oh, it's the Chiefs. He's going to do fine. It's like, I I don't think so. I really don't think that he's going to to do that well this week. I'm expecting like. 14 points out of him I, I think he throws at least one interception i'd be shocked if he doesn't throw multiple because the, it's not like they have a f- really good receiving core there 
Like no more Robert Tunyon. You have Devontae Adams is playing this week, right? He he is back. Uh yes, from everything that I have seen. They have they have the running backs there, obviously. And then you what you're throwing to Randall Cobb, um, Alan Lazard. Like it's not MVS. I, I thought he was still out. Oh, he might be. Maybe ES EQSB. Yeah. What the fuck? All these guys with these Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think they're going to try to keep the ball out of his hands. I think, yeah. If I'm They'll the Chiefs, I'm just quick. putting like seven in the box and saying, like, I dare you. It's I probably you. a big Randall Cobb week, to be honest with you. Said that about last week, and he didn't do shit. I didn't say that. That's People said that last <laughs> week. He did catch that touchdown, which bailed out the week, because he really didn't do that much outside of that. But, like, no. I, I think if you're... Uh, I don't think he's going to go up in flames, although that wouldn't shock me. But I also don't think we're going to we're going to watch it and be like, that's the future of the quarterback position in the Green Bay Packers. So if you have Jordan Love and you are not starting him this week, like you you are in one league, if you have him, are you using this opportunity here to sell? Or are you going to wait? What do you think you get for him? I think realistically, you can very easily get a second. Um, I would be pretty surprised if I could get a second. Really? It would have to be somebody that like who's on by this week. I don't even, I don't even know. Um, Tom Brady's on him, or no, he's not. Um, yeah, yes. So let's say your quarterbacks are yeah, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and then you had like Jameis or like some you know yeah, yeah. shit option is your third option. Would that person part with a second? Maybe. But if I'm that person, there's also just a decent chance that I'm just like, fuck it, I'll eat this week. And I'll just come back next week if I'm not like in a desperate record situation. I, I think you have a hard time selling him for a second. Or I, like, I don't know, what college piece would you send for him? Like, I don't even I don't even know how I would value him as a call, like trading him straight up for a college piece. Trading him straight up for a college piece, I would take a guy, if I'm competing on the college side, I would take a guy who's going to, you know, potentially give me like a win on the college side. Like I would take a Bailey Zappi if he's available. I'm assuming it's, it might even take a little bit more than Jordan Love to get him, to be honest with you, depending on who has him. Because if whoever has Bailey Zappi is probably a contender. Um, but I would take Sam Hartman. I would take... Um, Trying to think of something. I would take an Adrian Martinez. It's so context dependent, though, right? I mean, it's yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Because we discussed this, and you know, we don't want to get too far into the weeds here on the college stuff. But uh, I might not take Adrian Martinez because his schedule down the stretch is brutal. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that on the other, the other half of the C two C pod. <laughs> nice now, what do you plug. mean we don't want to get into college? We just the Campus we don't, the Canton podcast. Well, we, I said we don't want to get too far into the weeds on it, but he has a brutal uh, uh, schedule down the stretch there yeah. with uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. So yeah. I might not take Adrian Martinez actually, and but. and OSU this week, which I don't think is like a great matchup for him. I don't I say think, great, but I don't think it's bad. He's been scoring like forty points a week. Like I, I think he puts up like twenty two. Like you know, like if That's you're expecting, hit. if you're expecting big weeks from Adrian Martinez down the stretch, I don't see one for him at all. And he has his, does he still have his buy? I imagine that. I think it's like OSU by Wisconsin, Iowa or something. It's like, oh, that it might be that hurts. Yeah. I so yeah, I probably wouldn't take that piece anyway. But I, I don't think I would sell love here in this situation because Rogers is going to be back, and I, I don't think that this is this game is going to impact things really either way. Um, I was just kind of seeing where you were at on him. 
I think but, the best part of this Aaron Rodgers story is that he thought that we would just never find out that he was straight up lying to all of our faces. Like, I don't care one way or the other. Like, I, don't, I, I did feel it was like a little out of line. Um, I'm very pro-vax, by the way. I'll say it into the microphone. I don't give a fuck. I'm very pro-vax. But I always thought that they're, them asking some of the players was a little over the top at times this mm-hmm. year. But like to for him to just be a, blatantly be a dick instead of saying like I don't want to like I'm not going to talk about it like just a straight up lie like what you think we would just never find out he didn't lie he said he's immunized he's obvious I mean that can mean anything and he's not a doctor so I really doubt that he even used the word correctly in the first place yeah I I, I agree so um, just like yeah and if people are getting so upset about it, it's like he's he can't be back for ten days. We know he's not like it's yeah. not like there's, there's no guessing, here. right? We because know Saquon, that he's not because Saquon Barkley tested positive yeah. and he can play with two negative tests now, as could Devonte Adams last week. They just right. couldn't squeeze the tests in, and like he just didn't right. have enough days right. there to do it. But it's like, or I mean, <laughs> maybe he can't put two and two together and get to four at the end of the thing, but I can, and everybody else can. Like it's not that. <laughs> difficult so i just like i was like jesus yeah uh that seems kind of par for the course for him um he's such but a dick somebody who will be starting this week uh tyrod taylor he's back he's going to be taking over from davis for davis mills um is tyrod fantasy relevant here are you starting him are you if you had him in the same situation you had Darnold and Love? Are you starting Tyrod over those two? It's a tough one. Like I have him in Scott Fishbowl, um, and if I didn't have like I have Stafford and Cousins there, so like I'm not going to play him over those guys. But um, I think he can be fantasy relevant. I don't know. I mean, that team like has a couple of weapons. They're not like completely barren. They have um, you know Cooks. Brevin Jordan played well last week. I don't know if that's a one time thing or what, but but he had a touchdown. Um, and the running backs like are old, but they're not total crap. And he's kind of a check down Charlie anyway. So like, I, uh, who would you rather have if you were in redraft for the rest of the season, Mac Jones or Tyrod Taylor? Um, hmm. Are we assuming super flex? Obviously if I'm starting either of them, because yeah. if I'm not, then if it's not super flex and I have to start one of them, like I'm just, I'm done for the year. It's it. It's over. <laughs> Pack it in. Um, Assuming Superflex, I would probably take Mac Jones for the safety of it. Because Tyrod Taylor always seems to get hurt. The last one at least wasn't his. Uh, two two injuries ago is not his fault. <laughs> no. Unless he like wouldn't sit still. <laughs> he sneezed. <laughs> right as the needle went. That's just terrible luck. Um, so I, I don't. Tyrod, stop moving. It tickles. He, I, I find him. I find it hard, difficult to call him injury prone when he got his lung stabbed by the team doctor at his last. Well, Okay, but he also got hurt and um, Baker took over for him in that. Oh, shit. I forgot he played for the Browns. Man, this dude's played for every. Yep. It's like Carmen Sandiego. Where in the world is Tyrod (laughs) Taylor? Huh. Forgot about that. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't. I mean, he just got usurped by with the Bills, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And wherever else he's been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this good news for Brandon Cooks? I mean, he has been fine. He's been solid with uh, with Davis Mills. Do we like this better 
for cooks? Do we like it the same? Do we like it worse? A good question. Um, could they Tyrod played week one and that was it, or did he play week two as well? I think he played week one and then had like a couple snaps in week two, if I remember correctly. Because I mean, I th- I think it's just going to be the same. Like he scored eighteen points week one in PPR. He scored twenty in week two. I don't know how much of that was divvied up. And then like the weeks that that Tyrod was out, at definitely eighteen, eight, four. 16 5 and and 19 so i guess it's very very consistent i think that's the same exact result with either quarterback there because it's either him or what nico collins nico yep. collins isn't good people whenever you guys are done you want to let go of that that's fine with me. <laughs> there's a lot of people hyping up nico collins right now there were a lot of people hyping up jared dokes in the first step in off season <laughs> too so i mean uh fair enough all right well I yeah I'm, I'm with you there I think it's uh, I, I think it's neutral for Cooks I don't view him any differently. Um, next bit of injury news here: Derek Henry uh, out for six to ten weeks with a fractured metatarsal, uh, which for people who don't know that is basically one of your toe bones. Um, I didn't see which one it was, but either way, a fracture. It's not not particularly good news. Um, if it's on the longer side of 10 weeks, now you're running into your fantasy playoffs here, which is definitely going to hurt people because he was doing Derrick Henry things all year this year. Um, so if you have Derrick Henry, are you holding on to him? It's a good question. Uh, I would probably have an easier time answering it if I hadn't Derrick Henry, um, but I don't. <laughs> That's a fair point. So I'm trying to put myself in somebody else's shoes. Um, I think if I'm a contender and I have him and I'm not sure he's coming back, I would sell him. Would you? I, if I'm a contender, I would hold him. Um, most leagues have an IR spot. I think, you know, you, most, most of them have at least one. Sure. But um, like, say you're like five and three or I don't know how many weeks we're through and you were, I mean, probably really relying on Henry and you can get Zeke straight up. Yeah, I'm going to take Zeke. Just take Zeke? Yeah, yeah it's I mean, not even a question. It's I'm not, not saying you sell him for a bunch of firsts and you just tear everything down better like next time. But I don't know. If I'm a contender, I, I will take the step down. Yes. Just to – how far down would you go? Aaron, Aaron Jones? Would you take Aaron Jones? Yeah. Would you if take – contender, that's probably about the bottom I would go. Would though. you take Joe Mixon? Um, uh, that's tough it would depend on what the rest of my team looks like honestly if i thought joe mixon would still make me a top three team then yeah i would probably do it because and derrick henry is going to be the tom brady of the running back position we're going to say for years that he should be done. He's not going to last any longer. You know, he can't keep this up. He can't keep this workload up. And then he's going to do it again. I just or or he just hit the wall. I mean, that's that's also that's entirely possible. Um, but I just he's just he's a unicorn. So I think he's going to play again next year. I think he's going to be back to Derrick Henry again next year. I, I mean, I'm done. 
doubting this guy. I was doubting this guy at the beginning of the year, and he was just an absolute animal. Um, so moving on, though, we got Jeremy McNichols uh, looking to take over for him here. Is McNichols, is it McNichols time? McNichols o'clock? Keep going. I, that none of those felt right. You have any more? No, none of them. Um, a bag of McNichols. Getting better. Can um, I hit you with the bag of McNichols? Fried McNichols. <laughs> okay, we're done. Um, <laughs> you still didn't get there for what it's worth. Um, I was trying. You tried. I know you did. It was your. It was. You're not very creative. I've, I'm not. I've, I'm really not. No, no, you got. You people should see him draw. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm horrible. It's ugly. Cutting out, cutting anything out too. Like, forget about it. I have a hard time. I have a hard time like cut tracing things and like cutting out. Like, it's not good. Do you do that often? Um, not lately. My mom's a kindergarten teacher, so sometimes over the summers, like when I was home, like if she needed things cut out, like I would help her out. She's like, "This is worse than what my students would do." (laughs) Yeah, she would stop asking. (laughs) They're like four. And using like the scissors that fit on both hands because they and they suck. <laughs> Safety scissors. That's those are the ones. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about again? Jeremy McNichols. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'd buy him. I was I'd feel a little bit better if it was Darrington Evans, but McNichols has been pretty solid this year. I, I don't know why not. I I would I, like I don't think AP is really gonna be relevant there. What do you think about AP? Um, I think AP is going to get probably 10 to 12 carries a game every game i think i think he will have more care pure carries than mcnichols will um by the time it's all said and done but i think mcnichols gets involved in the passing game like that's one thing he was already doing even with derrick henry out there he was catching passes so mcnichols is definitely the more valuable guy um but i don't think ap is done and ap I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I, I, I'm not starting him because uh, I don't think he really offers anything in the passing game there. Uh, so you've got to rely on some touchdowns, uh, which is very spotty at best. But AP, I can't remember exactly how far it is, but he's a, a little over 400 yards away from uh, beating Barry Sanders in, uh, I, I want to say, rush yards. Not That's over. why he won't go away. Yep. Ah. He's very close to Barry Sanders. Um, so I, I think sense. Hmm. Uh, 400 yards. I don't he, think he gets it this year. If he plays 10 weeks, let's say Derrick Henry's out 10 weeks, he only needs 40 yards a week. I don't think he does it. You don't think so? No. Now watch he breaks like a 98 yarder on like a second touch. You're like, okay, well now he's down to 300. No, I don't <laughs> think he does it. I don't think he does it. No, I, I think it's going to be. I, I, I think it's going to be close. And prediction time. This is the last season we see Adrian Peterson in the NFL. So I, enjoy it and sear this memory of him in a Titans uniform into your memory. I'm going to say if he doesn't hit it and he's like 15, 20, if he's under 100 yards away going into next year, he's going to try and come back. So that requires a team to also want him is the other half of the equation like it took you don't super duper it took super duper desperation time for a team to want him okay if he is less than 100 yards away you don't think the minnesota vikings will pick him up 
and let him hit 100 yards throughout the course of the year and then let him retire as a Viking. Did I miss um, the Vikings switching over? Are they a 501c3 now? Are they a charity? Did I miss that? <laughs> no, they're not going to do that. They want to win football games because they're going to fire Zimmer. You can't bring in a new coach and and his first year, he's like, oh, okay, we'll just we'll give Adrian Peterson four carries a game because gosh darn it, he was a great Viking for years. Like, no, no, they're not going to do that. No. Agree to disagree. I would bet you something significant that that scenario does not play out. I mean, it requires other things to even get to that scenario, but yeah, we'll, address, that's why. we'll address it if it comes to it, where if he is less than 100 yards away by the time the season's over, we'll address it at that point. Okay. This is, it's like so oddly specific. If he's within 78 yards and the last I game's said, off I said the moon, I said 100. I don't think it's that specific, but okay. um, all right. OBJ. Is he going to play for the rest of this year? He has been excused from practice for the second consecutive day. Um, doesn't sound like the Browns are going to cut him. I know you guys talked a lot about this on Debbie mm -hmm. Debate last night, so we don't have to rehash this too much. But just for our listeners here, well, let's hear uh, your thoughts. I don't think he. I don't think he plays this season. What do you think? I, I know Matt was saying that the Browns should cut him let him go somewhere else but like you just said about the vikings i don't think the browns are a 5013 c either i don't know if i said that right you were so close <laughs> what was it oh uh, you okay 501 c3 501 c3 ah that's close all right well anyway they're not a charity either i don't think that they're going to just cut him um i think that they'll and let him go somewhere else and then be on the hook for that they'll just not play him um, yeah, I, th I think they sit him. I think they yeah. sit him. I don't know. There's, there's zero reason. You know, literally, they're going to cut him, and the next day he's going to sign at Kansas City. That's exactly what's going to happen. There's Probably. literally zero other scenario that's going to play out. <laughs> I, like, I'd be willing to put a significant amount of money on that if a sports book would take that. Man, within, you're, you're within 48 hours. You are just in the betting mood today, willing to bet a lot of a significant amount of money. A yes. lot of different things. Uh, I, I agree. Sign though. Significant to me is not very much, though. So yeah. you know, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a high roller. How many units? You don't have to tell us how many. What your unit is? How many units? <laughs> um, let's see. How many units? I put 50 units on it. <laughs> like seriously, it it's like just guaranteed to happen. I think Man. we all know it. Didn't he play I, at LSU? Didn't he play with LSU with Honey Badger? Yeah, I yeah. So. There you go. That is going to be the connection right there. He's going to be All in right. their ear saying, "We got to get this motherfucker in here." <laughs> it's exactly what's good. That would happen. Fair enough. I, I'm not doubting you there, but yeah, I, I don't think he plays for the rest of the season here this year. I don't think they cut him. I think they just sit him. So at that point, what is what is the future looking like here for Odell? Is is he still somebody who can provide? I, I think probably his wide receiver one days are behind him, but you think he can provide wide receiver two production, you know, next year and beyond? It's a tough question without knowing where he's going to be. Mm, that's fair. I think that's just a big thing with him. Like if he's not, I don't want to call it like a perfect situation, but if he's not happy with whatever the situation is, I just think it doesn't really matter for him. So I'm going to say no, but like it, I, I could see him 
flashing and having like one more decent year. I, mean, I feel like, uh, you know, one of the guys here at, at campuscan.com on Debbie debate last night was saying like, he, he thinks this Browns segment of his career is similar to Randy on the Raiders. Randy Moss. I heard him say like, that. Yeah. That like, I don't that, know this if I go kind that of, far. People left Randy for dead. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with it either, but I think it's like not that outlandish. Like, I don't, do you remember how old were you? And then were you five, six, seven, somewhere in there? Dude, <laughs> I'm like two years, not even two years younger than you. You look 10 years younger. Um, I mean, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Um, like he, he was terrible there. People were like, this dude's career is over. Like he's such a fucking asshole. Like he doesn't play well with others. Like, and yeah. he's washed like terrible combo. And what are people saying about Odell Beckham? Okay. He, but can't, he can't play with anybody and he's, he's washed. Physically. Randy Moss then went to the best and played with the best quarterback of all time. So what did I just say? If he left and went to go into the chiefs, like I'm obviously I'm not calling Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback of all. He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. You don't think Patrick Mahomes could revive his career? Um, I think it would be a lot tougher for him than it was in New England for Randy because they already have Hill and Kelsey there. Yeah, but they're also just a passing volume-wise like so much heavier. Like I'm not saying he's going to score 20 touchdowns in a season, but I'm just saying... Didn't Randy do that? Yes, but I'm just like... They, you, they don't they don't have to be the exact parallel, Colin. No, they have to be exactly parallel. Oh, they have to be exactly. Okay. Yeah. What did Randy Moss put up that one year? They gotta get the yardage exact. I would bet a significant amount of money that Odell Beckham never hits that mark. 20 touchdowns? Yeah, I'm not taking that action. <laughs> but would it like if you if he left there and went to a situation that was perfect and he went, you know, to the Chiefs? We'll use them because that would kind of be the you know the perfect scenario. The perfect scenario. He's yes. happy. Would it shock you if he put up eleven hundred and eight? No, no, it wouldn't shock you. So I mean, no. I don't, I don't, I, I think, don't think you know, he's done saying that he's you know the legitimate parallel to Randy Moss. But I mean, that is a potential outcome that is not just stupid to talk about. Like, I didn't just waste four minutes of my life having this discussion. Maybe I did. Yeah, I think you did. Ah, shit. No, but I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's washed. Um, I just don't know. I don't think we ever see wide receiver one numbers from him again. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably would lean no too, but it's it's something to think about. And then, you know, the, the parallels are certainly there. I do think you're, I think this is a buying window though for him. I think it's still open. Well, I sold him for like nothing last year. So now I feel a lot worse about that. Thanks. You should. You should. You're awful and you should feel awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, Last one, last bit of news here. Uh, Michael Thomas is now out for the season. He had a setback with his ankle injury, air quotes, um, and he's now out for the season. Do we do we buy the whole setback with the ankle injury, or do we think he just wants out of New Orleans? Or mm. both? I was going to say, por qué no los dos? I think it nice. might be a little bit of both. Um, I, I mean, it's a it, taco reference, by the it's, way. It's the Scotty Pippen thing all over again, isn't it? That he was um, like, you don't, you know, and during the off season is my time. Like, that's just what it felt like with this whole thing. Like, that he basically was like, I don't necessarily want to be here and I don't want to spend my summer. I don't know what you would wear after his surgery, a cast, a boot. I don't know. So, uh, which I get. I, I don't think I, I don't, what does his contract look like there? Do you know? Uh, I 
don't. That is a very good question here. Well, you're but the host. You should have all this information. Let's pull it up. Um, he signed a five-year deal back in 2019. They do have a potential out uh, after this year where the dead cap drops from 32.8 mil to 22.7. That is not a potential out. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> but usually when they have that on there, it says it's like 40,000 or 440 million, then it's like 2 million. That is not an out. No. 2023, it does drop to 13.8. And 2024, dead cap drops to 4.9. The Saints are really at a crossroads. I mean, I think the, the, what they do with Thomas will be kind of indicative of what they do with the rest of that team. Because they don't really have a real quarterback. You know, they, their weapons outside of Kamara are underwhelming and uninspiring. Um, defense is pretty solid. And they, they've kind of carried them for stretches this year. Um, but is it seems like it's a bit of an aging unit. So, like, if you're going to commit to a rebuild, then, yeah, I guess maybe even the 22 mil in one year doesn't hurt as bad, especially because the cap is supposed to balloon next year, I believe, um, to kind of recover. Um, but I can't see them eating that much money. I think he's back. It's and I, I I don't know what you would get for him in a trade, though. I mean, I think you would find a suitor, but I, I think you would have to take pretty – a decent amount below market value. And I think that's the biggest question that it comes down to is, do you just cut him and save yourself some headaches or do you try to get something for it? The the actual real interesting thing is in, so guys, like if I'm wrong, feel free to let me know on this, but I know you're wrong. He's he, the, the stuff that stays for dead cap. If you trade a guy is usually the signing bonus, right? Like if they have guaranteed cash, that doesn't hurt your cap if you were willing if you trade them away, but if you cut them, obviously you're on the hook. Uh, hence the twenty two million dollars in dead cap if you cut him. Yes. I believe is how it works. His signing bonuses they have not restructured him at all. His signing bonuses the past three years have only been like four million dollars. So spread that out over three more years, you know whatever else that he would have had. Like so, I don't think the dead cap is that much if they trade him. It's just if they were to cut him. So, I right. mean, that that is definitely you know an, an option. Uh, his cap hit is kind of, I mean, 24 mil, 25 mil, 24 mil the next three years. Um, Which if, I don't think that's insane for a player of his caliber when he wants to play. Yeah, it's not terrible, I guess. Especially with the cap ballooning, I think you're going to see some wide receivers get up into that range. Well, I guess we'll take them in. In Pittsburgh, we'll pair him with Aaron Rodgers next year. Make a run. Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna take him and and pair him with Deontay and Claypool. Dude, and- we already like we 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 had AB, and now <laughs> we have Chase Claypool. I really don't need another diva wide receiver. Is Claypool a diva? He's an asshole. Yeah, he picks fights and practices and stuff. Oh, interesting. It's like a widely known fact around Pittsburgh that he's just a dick. <laughs> it's not. I mean. I, I am not in Pittsburgh, and I, I didn't know that, so maybe it's not that well-known outside of Pittsburgh. Is that why you traded him to me? Uh, not really. I don't like him like okay. as a person. Like I don't like having to root for him at all. Fair I enough. don't really want him to be in Pittsburgh very long. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, other than – I mean, that really wraps up about the Michael Thomas news here. Other than um, I think that 
this also creates a buying opportunity for him. I thought this was a buying window at the beginning of the year for him. I do have him in uh, one or two places. Uh, so obviously missing the entire year is frustrating. But if you have him, I would not sell him at this point. Um, but if you can find a seller, I would I would buy. I would see what you can get. Um, but that is going to do it for our news segment. It was a very news-heavy episode here. Um, this week, yeah. Very, yeah, very news heavy this week. And they knew Austin was going to be back. So they just had a whole bunch of news dumps. Thank you. For, um, mid- thank you for taking a dump with me here. You're I'm welcome. glad you're comfortable enough. News dump, news dump. Jeez. <laughs> uh, mid season fantasy awards. We are at the halfway point basically because they added this extra game. So week eight's in the books. We're like at week eight and a half right now because Thursday night's going on. So we're going to call it mid-season fantasy awards. Um, we're going to run through just a couple here. We got MVP, rookie of the year, biggest non-injury disappointment, uh, biggest surprise, player most likely to explode down the stretch and player most likely to fade down the stretch here. But let's kick it off with the MVP first. Uh, I'll send this one over to you first here. Yeah, I think there's only one real answer to this question. Well, so I, I would have said Derrick Henry, and I know it's just midseason, but like he's probably done for the year. So I have a hard time, you know, at this point, you know, rationalizing, uh, saying his name. So it has to be Cooper Cup. Like it just has to be. In PPR, he's outscoring the next closest receiver, which is Tyree Kill by like 40 points. A guy that his ADP wasn't ridiculously high. And it, I was unfortunate this offseason that I ended up with more Robert Woods than Cooper Cup. So I've kind of had to to uh, adjust although woods has certainly not been bad the past few weeks um but i mean just uh, he's getting an absurd amount of targets he's like I, I was like the touchdowns can't can't be sustainable and he scored two touchdowns in four games this year like that's ridiculous uh and he's scored one and two of the other ones he's only had two touchdownless games uh he's been in double digits literally every single week uh in regular ppr he's been over 30 points uh four times this year in ppr he's been over 20 um all but one or all but two games uh, i mean it's just the consistency and the top end production have both been there that offense is going to keep chugging along um and I, i'm interested to see, he's got 224 fantasy points this year already like that's ridiculous i think that was i think i saw somebody say that that's like last year he total had 208 in ppr so he's already surpassed last season's total what what a what a change in quarterback can do for somebody uh yeah i mean i think he's definitely definitely a very strong candidate for fantasy mvp there um just all like stepping away from the mvp talk here for a second if you have cooper cup do we think this is his ceiling like the best year we're ever going to see from him you think he's going to have a better year well do you think he'll ever have a comparable year like next year? Do you think he's going to have a year like this next year where he's just because he upgraded at quarterback? He's going to keep Stafford next year. Assuming. It's a it's a good question. I don't think you can bank on quite this, but it wouldn't shock me if he's wide receiver. I don't know, like wide receiver nine or something next year and still has like he's not a one year buy, um, in my opinion, like Debo Samuel feels a bit like a one year buy. Like I don't, I don't see him doing this again. But but Cup, I think I could see him doing you know slightly less than this again, at least once. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I for what it's worth, I I, I agree with you. Um, Thank you. 
welcome. It's not often we agree. It's not. Um, I, w- I will say one thing we disagree on, though. You said it's Cooper Cup or Derrick Henry, and that's it. Uh, I think Cordero Patterson is the fantasy MVP of the year here. Uh, Cordero Patterson was not drafted pretty much anywhere. Um, in most leagues, you found him on the waiver wire. Uh, he's having. I don't know if I agree with that. Continue. Sorry. What leagues did he? Was he? Was he I had him in like I had him in like three or four leagues that I drafted this offseason as like my twenty fifth round pick. Interesting. I mean, he was but, yeah. He was cheap. I mean, I'm not saying that I was like predicting this. It was just like you get down to a bunch of names. You're like, well, I know, I know Cordero Patterson. Maybe he does something this year. Fair enough. Uh, I'm you were you were expecting the age thirty breakout? Of course, duh. <laughs> um, I. I did not have him anywhere. I think I I assumed that in that he was on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues here. I I took Wayne Goleman over him in several situations because I was not really a believer in Mike Davis. I thought Mike Davis would get carries and he would be relevant, but you know I I did think they were going to split the backfield with somebody else. Thought it was going to be Wayne Goleman, um, and it's Cordell Patterson. Cordero Patterson has, outside of week one, uh, where he only had two targets, he has not had less than five targets in a game. He has not had less than seven carries in a game. So he's averaging a minimum of 12 touches uh, a game. And and at the running back position, those targets are and receptions are are definitely valuable. It's, it's a sustainable, reliable week-to-week production. Uh, he had that big three touchdown week against Washington. That's obviously not repeatable, but you know he's just very, very steady. Uh, Thirteen in half PPR, um, 21, 13, 32, 14.9, uh, 13, 15. So just week in, week out, very consistent. Led to him being on a points per game basis, uh, the RB eight. And for the price that you got him at, that's that's invaluable. So that is why he is my MVP. I think if you combine like three of those weeks, you get what Cooper Cup usually does. So, you know. I mean, that is definitely fair. Um, But I'm baking cost into this here. You had to spend a mid-round pick on Cooper Cup. I think I I took... I know I have Cordell Patterson and Scott Fishbowl. I think I drafted Cordell Patterson in there, too. Like again, I was not expecting this, but you get down to it's like Cordero Patterson or Kyle Juice check, and you're like, okay, I guess I'll take the non <laughs> I'll take the non fullback and hope that something happens. Hey, like, fullbacks are people too, okay? Supposedly. <laughs> Have you ever seen one in person? Um, yes, Henry Hanoski. Ah shit. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 He's from your area, huh? Yes, he is. He went to pit. Um all right, rookie of the year here, and this is one where I think there's a very clear-cut answer here. So um, you filled out the show sheet first because I am a gracious host. I let you fill it out first, so you go ahead. I was surprised you hadn't because I filled it out like 20 minutes before the show started. Um, it's Mac I Jones. I also got this over to you like an hour and a half before the show. It's a good <laughs> it was a yeah, bit it, behind. It's Mac Jones. It's got to be Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. He's taken New England from a team – that one how many how many games did they win last year uh they had a top 15 pick so five six 
Yeah, and this year they're second in the in their con in their uh, division. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, right. it's not it's not Mac Jones. Uh, it's sorry, I, Matt. I, <laughs> I think there's only two. There's two. There's two answers. I think um, Jamar Chase and Najee Harris. And you obviously have Najee, and I have Jamar. Um, while I do think a little bit of regression is coming for Jamar Chase, I think like I he might. I, I think what's going to happen is he's just going to end up being that AJ Brown. That you're like, you know, the first two years AJ Brown was in the league, we're like, oh, he's just so efficient. Like, he cannot keep up this efficiency anymore. And then he just does it again the next year. And you're like, well, you don't, you can't do it three years in a row. And then, like, he's, he's doing it again. You're like, okay, fuck it. Like, he's just that efficient. I do think that Jamar Chase could be on that similar path. Cause I mean, he's, he's putting up a ridiculous, what, what is he putting up? Like, per target, he's averaging like 14 yards or something like that. Like, which is just gross. Um, I mean, he's the wide receiver in PPR. What is he? Wide receiver. Of course, I just clicked away from it. Uh, I got to scroll all the way back up here to the top. In I'm so PPR, sorry, three. On a, yeah. He's wide receiver, points. three. I have him as four on a points per game uh, basis. I was looking at total. So Debo had his buy already. Oh, on a points per game, I actually have him at five. I have Cup, Samuel, Hill, Adams, Chase. So um, Are you full PPR or PPR? Or half full full PPR half full yeah. okay I'm Sorry. looking at half that's that's just like the easiest thing for me to pull up um, guess who's number six guess who's number six Antonio Brown seven Cordero Patterson so there's oh. your guy there we um, go. but he's listed as a wide receiver RB I'm I'm on flea flicker that's the easiest one for me to sort really quickly while we're doing this <laughs> fair so, enough yeah fair enough um, sleepers just dog water. Um, <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> ui so I, I i do not use that if i need something to actually like show up within 10 seconds of me looking for it um dog water there there goes that that, that sleeper sponsorship we were working on you Shit. ruined it damn it hopefully you don't listen to this one um Jim, yeah so i mean he's wide receiver five i, I mean on, on a per you know touch target whatever you want to call it basis he's been very very good uh he's paired up with a young quarterback, so you have to figure, you know, nothing, and there's not going to be much change in situation there without uh, something drastic happening. Um, so I have to, yeah, he has to be the the uh, the option, or at least in the top two. Yeah, I think he is. I think he would be. He would have been my choice for for rookie of the year as well here. But I do think you can make a good case for Najee Harris. Yeah. Um, outside of Week One, which was against Buffalo, who we now know is is a very very good defense. Uh, I mean, we kind of thought they'd be good coming into it, but we now know they're they're very good here. So, um, you know, tough week, week one. But then after that, um, half PPR, you know, 16, 21, 18, 21, 21, 19. So just very, very consistent. It's hovering right around 20 points a game. Uh, that has him outside of week one, obviously. Uh, but total, it has him at the uh, RB4 on a points per game basis on the year here. And he's doing it on the back of, of a f- solid amount of receiving volume as well. Um, I mean, take out the 19 tar- the 14 reception, 19 target game that he had against Cincy. Um, you know, he's five, seven, five, seven, three. So getting a lot of targets there. And then just getting all of the carries as well. So he pretty much is the Steelers offense here at this point. Uh, I would expect that to continue the rest of the year. So I think he finishes out pretty strong as well. Uh, so I, I think he can definitely be a, 
a, an, you can make an argument for Najee Harris as the rookie of the year. Yeah, at a more valuable position, too. Right. I mean, just straight up. Right, given all of the injuries at running back that have happened this year. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look, I mean, we were just talking about, like, on a, on the, the points per game basis. Jamar Chase is at 21.2. So, like, so the guys are, you know, Devontae Adams, 21.3. Cordell Patterson, 19.2. There's 19.1. Uh, a couple guys in the high 18s that are all close there. I mean, if you sort it by running back in full PPR and you sort it by average, Najee is third on the list, and there are, like, four guys within a point of him. And then it just drops off a cliff. So... I mean, and he's been extremely consistent. Like he has, I don't believe he has a single, the first game of the year was a stinker mm-hmm. against Buffalo. Then he's gone 19, 28, 21, 22, 24, 21. I mean, that's just, that kind of consistency is, that's league winning. So Right. Right. And like I said, with all of the injuries we've had at the running back position here so far this year, uh, I mean, you know, CMC, Barkley's missed some time. Um, Nick Chubb has missed some time. Kareem Hunt missed a game, or did he miss two? Uh, I think Kareem Hunt only missed one game. James Robinson just Hunt, got Hunt's banged. Hunt, Hunt missed at least, well, we're counting the game he got hurt. I think he's missed two regardless. Two. He didn't play this week. He didn't play against Denver, so he's missed okay. two games, plus a half or whatever he missed. Right. Um, so two, but two for him. Uh, Dalvin Cook's missed some games. Josh Jacobs has missed some games. David Montgomery has missed some games. Chris Carson has missed some games, so lot of injury Clyde Edwards Hilaire um lot of injuries at the running back position this year so the kind of consistency you get it not from Najee Harris is definitely league winning yeah, uh, exactly moving into non-injury related stuff here biggest non-injury disappointment for you here so far this year and obviously we want to take out the injuries because you know as much as that sucks injuries are are unpredictable for the most part oh really you can't predict it you can't predict injuries uh i've heard that there's no such thing as being injury prone (laughs) they do say that um so i i I put two answers here the the first one's henry ruggs who is just the ultimate disappointment with with his actions here the past week um but let's talk uh, julio jones i think has just been like the biggest fucking disappointment and i get that he has missed a couple games due to injury but even when he's played he really hasn't done very much at all. I mean, I expected, I mean, I wasn't expecting just prime Julio Jones, but I wasn't expecting, you know, what we've gotten either. He's why he's averaging 9.4 uh, points per game. Uh, and PPR is the 74th ranked wide receiver right now. He has one game in the double digits and the rest haven't even really been particularly close. Um, like I don't, it's probably a little bit of him, probably a little bit of Tana, uh, yeah, Tannehill. Um, but he's just been like, like I thought. I, I've always said, like I literally have always said, that I thought AB would age a lot better than Julio Jones, yeah, which is proving to be very, very true. And it's why, in my opinion, AB has been. And I know, like, he was a Steeler for years, so I had to say this, but I think AB is just a better player. Like, if you had to ask me which one had the better career. I would say AB or which one was the better player. I would say AB. And I think AB is going to have a few more years here. And this Julio might be done. He was always a guy that I said I would ride into the sunset with him. I don't really care. So it doesn't bother me. I just thought the sunset was a couple hours from now (laughs) and wasn't like immediate. So that's the bummer for me. 
Yeah, it's definitely a bummer for me too. As as a as a Falcons fan, you know, I definitely have a soft spot in my heart for for Julio. Wanted to see him succeed there in Tennessee. Um, I, and I think at this point, he is much more uh, real football relevant than he is uh, fantasy relevant because he is he's not the receiver he used to be, but defenses still do have to respect him. So do they like, I don't get game pass and I'm glad I don't because of what I've heard about the NFL just absolutely nuking it this past year. But like, I don't even do teams respect him that much anymore. Like, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure either, but I would assume you, you know, he's the type of guy that I think he has one game in him this year where he's going to go like bananas. Well, if you I don't could know let me know what be. week that is, that what I don't week know that's going to be, that'd be really, be. really cool. I think he's got like one game in him, but, and that's, you know, debate for another day, AB versus Julio. But um, I, I think that I would, I would tend to side with you on that one as well, as much as I love Julio and as much as AB is an asshole, but, but it is what it is. Um, speaking of it, disappointments though, uh, my biggest disappointment is a guy that I have in a lot of places uh, Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson going to care, you know, had a great, a nice year last year. He was a top 25 wide receiver. Um, and he gets reunited with his quarterback from the jets. So he had a rapport with them. Obviously he thought he was going to, I, I thought he was going to repeat that type of a performance. Thought he was going to be a solid wide receiver too, that you could get a wide receiver three prices. Like he was going fairly late. And he has just been a massive disappointment this year. He has, uh, he had a half PPR. He had 12 points in week one and then five, one, seven, four, eight, two, and a goose egg. Um, but he has 50 targets on the year and 18 catches. 18 catches on 50 targets. That is horribly. That's efficient. crazy. I didn't realize. I mean, I'm sure some of that's probably, uh, Mr. Darnold's fault, but yes, some of it is, but he had in weeks six and seven, he had six catches on 20 targets. He had a total of 25 yards, six catches, 25 yards on 20 targets. If that's not the biggest disappointment, I don't know what is like that. And he, it doesn't help that I have him in a lot of places, but he has been abysmal this year. It's it does it's crazy. I thought Rule would would kind of you know connect with him again and, mm-hmm. and keep that whole train rolling, but yeah, no cigar. That, was, that has been one of my biggest misses this year so far. Um, but do you have do you have him in a lot of places? I do mm-hmm. I, I drafted him in in several startups this year. Uh, I traded for him in in one league where I was uh, a contender. Um, and I got him for very cheap. It was like a second or a, it was like a second. I think I got a second or a third in a player or something like that, but got him for pretty cheap. I was happy with it at the time. Now, not so much, but uh, biggest surprise here for you this year. Biggest surprise. Um, uh, Michael Pittman, I think is the answer I put down. And that's, I mean, I had actually kind of had a hard time with this one. Cause there were a lot of names I could have put in there. I mean, I, I didn't necessarily think that Christian Kirk was going to come back from the dead. Um, according to Earl Patterson is obviously you know, yeah, probably, probably the real answer to this question. If we hadn't already spoken about him earlier, he's MVP. Um, 
exactly. So we can't we can't give them two awards. And it's like when they they purposely give somebody else like the offensive player of the year, even though the quarterback wins MVP. And it's like, shouldn't he be both? Right. Um, so and yes, I am comparing us on this show to major NFL awards. But Pittman, like I I think I nailed my grading of him coming out of college. I had him as a day two pick, like a mid day two pick. I thought that his ceiling in the NFL is probably like a wide receiver two for fantasy purposes. I was skeptical whether he could lead a wide receiver room or not. Like I thought maybe he'd have to be a really good wide receiver two on an offense to be successful. Um, so that's the part that I kind of got wrong, but I think the rest of it kind of matched up with what went on so far. I mean, last year he was a little underwhelming and I know we just kind of expect these wide receivers to step in so quickly um, was under a hundred fantasy points in PPR only went over uh went double digits like three games last year missed a few due to injury as well um but he's he's been really solid this year and i think the connection with wentz maybe i i underrated uh or something i don't exactly know but i mean he's he's having another nice night here tonight he's already got uh you know a touchdown 45 yards a couple catches um but he's got you know a 30 point game a bunch of 20 point games this year he's been really really solid he's shown that he can lead a wide receiver room um I don't, I still don't like, I don't know if he'll ever be a true wide, you know, a wide receiver one for fantasy purposes, but it's looking like he can, he can, you know, have a really nice career here. I mean, damn, these, these last two wide receiver classes are just stupid. I mean, seriously, the the whole, they shifted the entire balance of the wide receiver position in the NFL in a fantasy league. Yeah. I had a league. Let's never forget. I had a league where I had uh, a campus to Canton league, a campus to Canton league where I had (laughs) T Higgins, Justin Jefferson, uh, Devonta Smith, Mike uh, Pittman, Alave. No, there was somebody else that I had, but it wasn't him. But regard, I had all these guys in this team. I traded literally every single one of them away <laughs> for good stuff. I got stuff for them that has helped me. Um, but prove it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to see to see Pittman doing well. He's not. He's definitely a bit of a surprise, but he's not that big of a surprise for me. I, I liked him a lot. Um, I'd have to go back and double check my grades there, but I had him ranked pretty highly. He was definitely inside my top five. Um, I believe that year I had Judy, Lamb, Jefferson, and I think it was Pittman. I'm pretty sure I had Pittman at four. I had definitely had him over um, Jalen Rager, but so it's, it's not a huge surprise for me, but it's, Definitely a bit of a surprise there. So um, I'm happy to hear that you you pat him on that list. Uh, my biggest surprise this year is uh, Marquise Brown. And you want to talk about people who kind of came back from the dead. That was Marquise Brown. Uh, you know, we heard all offseason and we heard a lot of, of last year that Marquise Brown was just not the type of wide receiver that would connect well with Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, I thought that Marquise Brown was going to have to go somewhere else to really hit his ceiling as a player. Yeah, we might have had a discussion about that this offseason. I believe we On may have. Show, we may have. I can neither confirm uh, nor deny. Someone wants to dig through the archives. I'm not doing it to make myself um, look bad. Right, right. I'm not either. <laughs> I mean, eventually at the end of the year, we'll do a show where we bring up each other's best and worst takes. And maybe I'll dig through it at that point, but not not now. Um but Marquise Brown has been, he's been really, really solid all year. Um, he's had 
two games, uh, half PPR, 6.8 and 5.5. So not the best, but then 16.4, 20.3, 17.1, 29, and 16.5. And as I'm sitting here thinking about it, just slightly off topic, we should probably get on the same page with using PPR and half PPR. You've been using PPR, I'll show. I've been using half PPR. It's going to be confusing. Do you want to fix sleeper for me? No. Then no, I'm, I'm just then I'm sticking with what I got. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I'll change. Uh, but anyway, Marquise Brown, uh, he's been seeing a lot of targets too. Uh, you know, saw 14 targets um, two weeks ago, the week before their bye against Cincy. Um, you know, he hasn't had less than five targets in any game this year. So he's been a pretty solid, steady option. Uh, and he always has that ceiling to just bust and bust the uh, – loose anytime he touches the ball so um he has been my biggest surprise this year because i kind of left him for dead yeah i honestly though like i will say i think that was the sell window like with bateman and some of these guys back like i think right you know he's gonna go back to boom or bust and, and not be as consistent so if you sold him uh during those weeks good stuff um i want i'm curious to see if anybody ever got you know picked them anyway um speaking of players who could score on any touch uh who's a player you think that's going to explode here down the stretch um so i think the most obvious choice for this is jalen waddle um because he's already just getting an insane target share he's 11th in the nfl right now and targets with 68 um and he he's not doing nothing with it i mean he he's got four double digit games and in, in, in i think it would be this way in ppr or half ppr so don't yell at me um i changed to ppr for you okay so you're welcome thank you he just hasn't the, like the way they're using him like they're they're just feeding him targets but they're not really like getting him in space or you know trying to really work him deep because their offensive line isn't very good and tua has been very hit or miss he hasn't been bad but he hasn't been great so I, I I feel like all those kind of factors are hurting just kind of his pure usages and like how he should be used. Uh, but it's just encouraging the amount of targets that he's getting. I have a hard time believing that that he he can't break out. And it's not like they have other options on that team, really. You have Devontae Parker. You have Mike Gusecki. Uh, your running back is Miles Gaskin. I mean, Preston Williams. There's just really not a whole lot else there. So I think there, there, there's not going to be another guy that sneaks up on him or, or takes away, you know, forces targets away. Um, so I, I, I think the Waddle, true Waddle emergence, and he's still doing great. I mean, he's, um, uh, I'm trying to figure out where is he exactly here. He's wide receiver 28, I believe, in PPR. That's pretty good for a rookie. Um, I wouldn't, I think he'll finish above that by the end of the season too. I am the living embodiment of the Jack Nicholson meme where he's just crazy face nodding his head. Um, I, I've been all over Waddle. Uh, you know, he's, he was my favorite wide receiver in this class. Um, you know, he's been solid this year. You know, you like to see the early rookie season returns, but I'm with you. I do think he's going to, he's going to blow up down the stretch. Uh, but I do think there's another name here. Uh, and that name is somebody who just came back from injury and that is Jerry Judy. Um, you know, when he was, you know, first game, saw seven targets, went six for 72 on him, uh, and then hurt, 
and didn't really get to finish that game out. You know, so he was on a nice pace. Now, first game back, um, four for 39. So nothing to light, you know, didn't light the world on fire there, but it was his first game back. They get Dallas this week. Um, I, I would imagine Trayvon Diggs will probably be on the outside. Um, so I think Jerry Judy could have a really nice week as early as this week. Uh, and then I, I like this schedule that they have the rest of the way down the stretch. They get Kansas City, get Detroit. Um, they get the uh, Chargers twice, which isn't the best, but they get uh, Kansas City again, get Vegas. So they have a nice schedule down the stretch there. And I think he just fits really well with what um, with what with Teddy Bridgewater's skill set. So I I think this is this was my most obvious choice. Yeah, I, I was going to put him. I actually am a little bit worried about his ankle coming back with his play style. Um, so that's, I'm I'm really like hoping that I don't have to bank on him. Like, I I just took him off a bunch of IRs today as I was like setting all my lineups for the weekend. I was like, oh baby, um, but I am a little bit worried about him down the stretch. Even though I think like long term, I'm not worried at all. Um, but you know. he does get a bye week in in two weeks, so he'll play two games. He'll get a bye week, and then he'll go down the stretch. So hopefully he can get rested up in that bye week. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Uh, but who are you worried about down the stretch here? So I'm not worried about this person per se, but I just couldn't really think of a good example for this. Um, so I, I picked this one, and I, I don't I don't think saying Joe Burrow doesn't finish as the quarterback eight this season is particularly hot takey. Maybe it is. Um, but, I mean, some of the names that he's in front of right now, um, if my stupid screen would load, I'm sure he's ahead of Russ. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think Russ will catch him on like a pure points, maybe on a per game basis. But I mean, he's ahead of right now, like Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, um, even like Cousins. I think I could still like I, that'll be close. I think they'll probably finish like side by side. But there's just a bunch of names below him that I think by end of year. Because, see, they're not passing as much. Like, the volume isn't quite there. And they've just been, obviously, Jamar Chase has been hyper-efficient. Um, so if I'm predicting slight regression for him, then I would suppose I would also have to do that for Joe Burrow. I still think maybe he finishes as, like, QB 11 or 12, but 8, like, it's just, it's a little misleading. Uh, I don't think he finishes that high. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think he does finish as a QB 1, but like you said, probably more in the 10 to 12 range than 8 where he's at now. I, I don't think he improves down the stretch. Yeah. Um, I haven't taken a look at the schedule down the stretch either, um, but you know he'll get the Steelers, solid defense there. Um, he'll probably get the Browns in there again as well, also been pretty solid defense. So it, I'm sure it's not the easiest schedule left. Um, my player most likely to fade down the stretch here. And that was what the, uh, what the award was as well. Not, not player you're worried about player. You think is going to fade down the stretch um, for anybody who may criticize Austin's take of Joe Burrow. But my player to fade down the stretch is Mike Gusecki. Uh He has been, he's the tight end four uh, on the year right now. Um, he's had some really solid weeks. Um, you know, he had a dud in week one where he had zero catches, but then 7.1, 18.6, 16.7, 8.3, 19.5, 21.5, 9.8 last week. So 
He's he's had a couple of big weeks, but he's also been very consistent at a position that is anything but in most times. But uh, he was doing it. He was doing a lot of it with, um, you know, Jacoby Brissett was in there. Uh, you know, now two is back, and they're starting to get some of those wide receivers back healthy as well. Um, Devontae Parker uh, is he? back or is he going to be back this week i'm not entirely sure i don't remember if he played last week or not but parker is back i'm pretty sure okay yeah parker's back getting healthy um jalen waddle is taking on a bigger portion of the, of the offense so if we think jalen waddle is going to explode down the stretch miami's not the uh <laughs> i shouldn't actually say they're not the passing volume team because they have been in the past couple of weeks in a couple of those games but they do not want to be that pass heavy if they can help it um so I imagine that the volume is going to stay relatively the same. And if Jalen Waddle's taking a bigger piece of the pie, if uh, Devontae Parker is back and taking a piece of the pie, then there's less for Gusecki. Um, I think he's still going to be a reliable option on a week-to-week basis, but I think he's going to be a lot closer to that 9.8 on a weekly basis than his you know, 21. Um, so I, I think he's going to fade a bit down the stretch and probably finish right in the middle of the tight ends, you know, maybe in the six to eight range. Yeah, that's fair. I don't like a second anyway. So I know you went to Penn state. So you love him. But... Yeah. I don't have any warm or fuzzy feelings for him. I mean, I like him because he went to Penn state, but it's not like a Rob or Chris Godwin or Barkley or in Penn state player, apparently, except for Mike. Troy Apke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for isn't us. He's a defensive player, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. Safety? <laughs> Safety? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was on the Lions. I don't know if they ever cut him. But anyway, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, be sure to tune in Saturday morning for the tailgate. Um, Austin will be back this week, so you won't have to listen to Matt uh, host the show and run graphics at the same time. Thank you, Matt, for pulling double duty. I know it's not easy, um, but... Austin will be back hosting um, Saturday night. Tune in after the primetime game for the Coast to Coast. Um, also, be sure to check out the C2C Family of Pods, Debbie, Bait, Debbie Debate, Why Wait Till Sunday, Fantasy Roundtable, uh, the new 3 and Out pod, and the new Guts and Data pod. Uh, we've got a lot of podcasts on the feed. A lot of good content pumping out every single week. Be sure to check those out. Um, we're always bringing you the Campus Life uh, podcast. We record those Monday nights. They're usually out either Monday night or early Tuesday morning for your commutes for anybody who's interested in that, you know, if you're in case you were wondering when those were going to be coming out. Um, but I think that is going to do it for us here tonight. I'm Colin. I'm Austin. And have a good one. <laughs>